Welcome to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hello, everybody. So good to be with you, and let's jump right to it with a prayer. So I'm going to invite you to take a breath of gratitude with me and place your hand on your heart. Hmm. And if you haven't heard me say this before, I've, I've learned uh, from Marcy Shymoff, who got it from the HeartMath Institute people, that when we do this practice of simply tuning in, even without a prayer, even without a spoken prayer, focusing in on peace and harmony and our true identity as spiritual beings, placing our hand on our heart, taking these breaths of gratitude, we are literally boosting our immune system for the next six hours. So boost your immune system with me. <laughs> Oh, as we take another breath of gratitude, we give thanks for our life, our precious life. Sometimes we feel cursed to have this human experience. So right now, let us give thanks for our life and the opportunity to be the love in our own life, to be the peace and to be the joy, to be the blessing. What I know for each and every one of us is right now we're consciously partnering up with a higher Holy Spirit self and releasing any sense of limitation, lack, separation. So grateful to take another breath of gratitude. This gratitude really is the vibration that multiplies the good. We're affirming that there is good in our life and giving thanks for it. And I invite you in this moment to just call to mind a blessing that you've received at any point in your life. You'd like to magnify and multiply that blessing. Another way to magnify it and multiply it is to share the benefits of it with everyone everywhere, remembering that you're one with them. So let's do that together as part of our prayer here, our invocation. So we're accepting the responsibility that we have to be a blessing in the world. It's our ability to respond and we're cultivating it, opening our hearts and minds to the highest possibility for our life. In grace and gratitude, we know that it's done. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. Hmm. And I'll also just share with you that whenever I'm speaking or teaching, which I do a lot of, I always partner up and I always ask that the highest level of teaching move through me. So I intend to speak into the highest point of listening of anyone who will hear my voice. Because I know that it's not what I say that makes a difference in anyone's life, except my own. (laughs) What makes a difference is the listening 
that happens. And one of the things that I'm so grateful for is many of the people who participate in this radio show and listen, even if you're listening later, the energy is always with me at the time of the recording. It's not interesting because time and space are, are really, um, an illusion. So if there's the possibility of you listening to it later, I feel the energy of that. And I even can feel your questions. And I speak into the highest point of listening that you will bring. And I always notice that the higher the listening, the higher the intention in the listening, the more powerful the teaching is that comes through me. So I give thanks for that. And I say that in my classes all the time that when sometimes the the level of teaching that comes through, it, it, it really, it, energetically, it feels so dynamic. Like right now I can feel it. And uh, I sometimes afterwards I'm amazed because I always intend that something will come through for me that I will learn and I will be have a healing. I will be activated. So that's part of what I bring to every opportunity I have to speak, that I am a healing presence and I'm a healing presence because of love. Love is the healer. There is no other healer. And so many times we, uh, live in the illusion that the healer is outside of us. It's always within. And this is truly how we find freedom is we recognize that it's an inside job, as they say. <laughs> and so together we're cultivating the willingness to take responsibility and be the healing presence in our life. So often, especially as we're coming to the holidays here and the Thanksgiving holiday is one very common for many families to get together. Christmas, Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, New Year's, even Halloween. These are the time, this is the time of year when families are getting together, loved ones are getting together, and sometimes family and loved ones, not the same group, right? <laughs> so, uh, what often can happen at these holiday times, as we well know, is the old grievances are revisited. And so I am inviting you to decide now that you are the one who's going to take responsibility for the grievances in your family meaning you are going to be the one who is a healing presence in your own life. You're not abdicating that. You're not abdicating the spiritual authority in your own life. You're not saying it's up to someone else. This is how you find freedom. So very often in in the difficult family situations, and I, oh, Lord knows, I used to do this. I used to think in my mind, I'm angry at that person, I'm resentful, I'm upset with them, and so they owe me, they owe me love, they owe me kindness, they owe me patience, they owe me forgiveness, they owe me something. And I am not going to be loving or kind or appreciative or patient with them until they give me what they owe me. 
I used to live in that space. Particularly when it came to family, particularly when it came to friends. And it's so interesting to me as I awaken more to the truth of my life, the truth of love that is our life. And I look at, wow, I waited and waited and waited and waited. I spent so much time waiting for someone else so that I could be loving. And I'm not waiting anymore. So one of the most healing awarenesses I have had in my life is that if I'd like to experience more love, more abundance, more wholeness, more prosperity, more of the unconditional spiritual qualities of life that are always live streaming 24-7, then it is up to me. I get to go first. I get to go first. I don't have to wait for anyone. I don't need anyone's permission to be loving, patient, kind, forgiving, appreciative. So I stopped waiting. And it made a huge difference in every minute of every day of my life. I started to look at this is my responsibility. And as I share all the time for the, for, Forever, it seemed like, for the first, I don't know, 40 years of my life, I really resented this idea of responsibility. There was a part of me that just didn't want to be responsible. I really didn't. I, I just felt, it felt onerous to me. It felt like a burden to be responsible. And this is why I share about it so much because I, I see that in a lot of people in a lot of relationships and uh, as a science of mind practitioner and minister I've done a lot of counseling and people would over and over and over again would come to me for counseling because they were so upset about something that happened in one of their relationships in a primary relationship it could be a work relationship could be a friend could be a family member and they felt so hurt and they were holding a grudge they were holding it in resentment they weren't able to forgive so they thought they weren't willing to forgive it's really more what it was like and and they would literally refuse to be loving and kind and patient and they were suffering as a result of it but they didn't see that the suffering they were experiencing was because of how they were holding the situation in their mind. They thought that it was because of what happened that they were suffering. And this is where we bring illumination. This is what our new thought teaching is about, is recognizing that it's about how we hold it in our mind. And my favorite lesson in the workbook is Love Holds No Grievances, Lesson 68. It's on my page 115. And in paragraph 3, it says, It is as sure that those who hold grievances will forget who they are, as it is certain that those who forgive will remember. It is as sure that those who hold grievances will forget who they are 
as it is certain that those who forgive will remember. Now, here we are. We're all spiritual seekers. We're on this spiritual path, and we're intent on awakening to the fullness of our divinity and the divinity of all life. And many of us will travel great lengths to go or a workshop. We will spend a lot of money buying books, classes, and workshops. We'll do all of these things. And we're reading, 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 listening to classes, etc., etc., etc. Doing all of this work, hours and hours and hours and hours. Lots of time and money invested. And we very often will invest our resources in that, in the pursuit of spiritual knowledge and understanding. When, honest to God, we would get so much more clarity about the truth of our divinity if we simply decided to stop being angry and holding a grudge and resenting and regretting the unforgiveness, the criticism, the judgment, the opinions. If we would make a commitment to that, we would have the insight that we have been seeking, that is seeking us. It's actually already pre-installed, but we can't find it. We can't find even the door to the kingdom as long as we're holding on to all this negativity and resentment. So it is as sure that those who hold grievances will forget who they are. If you're holding any grievances, you won't remember who you are. You won't. Forever, until you let go of those grievances. So isn't it this incredible paradox of so many spiritual students seeking outside of themselves for the spiritual awakening. You know, people will travel halfway around the world to the guru thinking the guru is going to have the magic key for them. No, it's self-liberation. There's, that's the only kind of liberation there is, is self-liberation. Love is the healer. There is no other healer. And one of the things I, I love about the teachings of Jesus in healing is when people would come to him for a healing and, or have a healing experience around him, they would say basically, thank you, Jesus, for my healing. And he would say, why thank me? Your faith made you whole. Your faith made you whole. But you see, he's that clear ringing bell, that high vibration. And so what happens is basically, whoever has the highest vibration in the room, people are going to become entrained with it. That's why we go to hear someone who's clear. That's why we go to the bookstore and get a book with, from, written by somebody who's clear, is so that we can become entrained with that vibration of clarity. But the easiest way to access it is through our own attention. So we'll never remember our true identity as long as we hold on to grievances. 
And it's certain that those who forgive will remember their true identity. It's certain. It's a given. Now, what A Course in Miracles doesn't give us a lot of clarity on is exactly how to forgive. It's always telling us to forgive. And many, many people, because I teach forgiveness workshops and have been teaching them for a very long time, well over a decade. And so people often come to my forgiveness classes and workshops and say, gosh, I've forgiven this so many times, but I just don't know why I can't stop thinking about it. And it's really just at its core, there's still a grievance that you're holding. Forgiveness is not just words. That's what makes it so challenging. And I, I, I would like to invite you to go to my um, blog. I have a blog. I write a daily blog. I call it my spiritual espresso. And I send it out every day by email. Or you can see it at jenniferhadley.com on my website. And from time to time there, I post a forgiveness letter exercise. And um, I will see if I can get that posted on... Uh, the blog this week and again and uh, for those of you who are participating in the living a course of miracles class the eight-week class we have four classes left and this week our topic is shifting the habit of self-criticism to self-appreciation self-criticism to self-appreciation and our teacher is Chris Cade. So we're going to have two classes on that this week and it's totally free at livingacourseofmiracles.com. And once you register for that, you just give your name and email. You can get in there and you'll see the forgiveness letter in there as well. So let's set that intention as we're going to go into break here. I'll just remind you that this is Reverend Jennifer Hadley and we're talking about Walking the Talk on Unity FM Radio. Thank you for tuning in for Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. I feel like sometimes my responsibility, my job as a minister is to consistently be pointing out how it is that we hold on to the grievances. Or maybe that's just the thing that I feel obligated to because I used to cultivate the grievances. I thought it was my job to hold on to them because if I didn't hold on to them and and harbor these grievances, then anyone could attack me. That was the way I thought about it, that somehow my holding on to the grievances prevented people from attacking me again. So, of course, that's insanity, totally crazy thinking. And we're, we're letting that go. <laughs> and we're letting it go together. So we have to look at, do we value grievances? Do we value them? And we have to become disciplined. Uh, right now, I'm just starting my 
people are every day are joining the class. It's a seven-week class of audios and videos and transcripts and homework to support people in really getting to the nitty-gritty of releasing the grievances and the patterns that create the suffering in their life. And the thing that, that I have found creates so much distress for spiritual seekers is when they mentally think that because they understand spiritual principles and teachings that they are living them. That's why this show is called Walking the Talk. And that's why the Finding Freedom Spiritual Boot Camp is really about focusing in on getting clear, where am I ruining my life? Where can I be the healer in my own life? And making that commitment and building the discipline. Because we can say day out and it just doesn't mean anything if we still think we're right about holding the grievances. That's why I offered the forgiveness letter and the other teachings that I offer about really how to get into the nooks and crannies. It's so valuable. And so for me, this teaching, Love Holds No Grievances, is such a beacon of light because the promise is clear here. It is as sure that those who hold grievances will forget who they are as it is certain that those who forgive will remember. Because so often we, even as spiritual seekers, get into the trap of thinking that The spiritual enlightenment will come from the outside. It will be because we took a class or because we read a book that we're going to become enlightened. And it's just the practices. That's why I offer a spiritual boot camp to help people develop the practices to mentally train their mind to focus on what it is they'd like to experience and what they'd like to create. My minister, Reverend Michael Beckwith, I've been a part of the Agape community since uh, early 1994. And uh, I I remember uh, him saying, you don't get what you want, you get what you are. And uh, I, I think another way of saying that is you simply, you experience what you think. You experience what you think. And I remember speaking with someone who uh, asked me how it was that I was able to be on this path of awakening and to have really transformed my life to the degree that, to the degree that I have. And I shared that when I was in my late twenties, I started meditating. And I caught the vision in the meditation of myself as a being of light. Just pure light, nothing else. And I made the decision at that time to do everything I could to move in that direction. And I thought, well, it will take many, many lifetimes for me to attain that, but I don't care. That's all I'm interested in. 
Now, I definitely could have been more diligent. I could have been a better steward of my divine guidance and inspiration. And that's one of the challenges that people, the divine download, inspiration, guidance, all of the time, and they disregard it. Or it's it's there all the time, and they disregard it to the point where they think that they're not hearing it. One of the things I notice is uh, as I become more and more pristine in my own thinking, I choose the divine guidance without questioning more and more. And I also notice, uh, I, I started noticing this quite a while ago, that the more pristine I became in my thinking, when people are around me and talking to me and asking me for guidance or clarity if they have a really strong prayer request i will start getting the insight and guide and uh, generally i i either ask somebody's permission or i wait for them to ask me and um but before I learned to be, <laughs> I think, more respectful, I, I used to say things like, oh, you know what you should do? Or you know what you could do? <laughs> and I would kind of shit on people. You know, we're, we're all learning and growing. But um, I would say, oh, you know, it would be a great idea. Uh, and I would feel all this energy of this beautiful idea for this person. And, and very often people would say to me, Oh, I get that all the time, but yeah, you know, and that really would be my dream come true if I did that. But, uh, yeah, no, I can't do that. There's too much involved in that. There, I don't know how to do that. And, uh, I don't have the resources for that. And, how to do it and you don't have to have the resources all you have to do is be willing are you interested in it you know you can say no to it but are you interested in it are you willing and then i say give the heavy lifting to the spirit the how is not something we have to figure it out we don't we just have to cultivate that willingness now think of it this way can you cultivate the willingness to hold the highest possibility for your life at the same time while you're holding grievances. Can you do both at the same time? No, of course you can't. Nobody can. And that's why it says in this Lesson 68, today we will try to find out how you would feel without your grievances. By ever so little, there will never be a problem in motivation ever again. So to me, a lot of the um, opportunity that we have in our healing is to cultivate right motivation. So for those of you who've been listening to the Living a Course in Miracles classes, the free classes at livingacourseinmiracles.com, then you know I often ask the teacher who's teaching us that week, what is the motivation for learning what they're sharing with us? Because if we don't have a clear motivation, we're not going to get on board. 
And it's our job to cultivate that motivation. So we have to be willing to see in it the benefit for ourselves. So one of the things I'm going to invite you to to just think about right now and place your hand on your heart and tune within, if you will, and think of an old resentment that you have related to your family because we're coming to the holidays. Let's do some clearing for the holidays. Think of an old resentment. Now, you don't have to keep thinking about it. Now, just think of an old regret, a regret that you have about an experience with your family. You still feel strongly. And then think of something that you feel angry about related to your family. Something you feel angry about. And now something that you feel disappointed about. All right, so just quickly thinking of these things, the resentment, the hurt, the regret, the anger, the disappointment. Now, just mentally open your mind and ask your higher self to help you get clear what percentage of the energy that you have to live your very best life are you investing in holding on to those grievances? What percentage of your life, your life energy, your time and attention, your your experience of joy and love and peace and harmony, what percentage of your energy and attention are you investing in holding on to those grievances? What difference would it make in your life if you could decide to let them go and give the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit? You don't have to figure out how to have a healing. Love is the healer. You let love in. You have to be willing to love. So you have to be willing to trade loving thoughts for the grievances. And if you do want more support and you you can still join our Finding Freedom Spiritual Boot Camp at jenniferhadley.com. But is this motivation for you to realize that this is affecting your whole whole life it's affecting every day it's affecting the quality of all your relationships and we're not listing here we didn't just list all your grievances all the hurts all the resentments even all the anger and upset that you're still holding on to related to your family we just took four memories now I, I've done an awful lot of workshops on healing this and and classes around the freedom. And people find that with just 10 or 12 memories of upset that they're holding on to, grievances they're still holding on to, that they are investing somewhere between 60 and 100% of their energy in that. And then people wonder why it is that they're playing so small in their life. 
why it is they can't seem to have a, a breakthrough in their career. They wonder why it is that they can't seem to have a breakthrough in their relationship. Why it is that they are feeling so alone or left out. Very often people will come to me and they say, oh, I really I would like to have a romantic partnership. I'd like to get married and have a family. I'd like to really just be in a, a happy relationship with someone. And, and I, I ask them, well, what kind of a person would they like to have that relationship with? What are the qualities, the spiritual qualities that they would like that person to embody? And so they start saying, well, I'd like someone who's really loving, someone who's kind, someone who's patient, someone who's generous, someone who's healthy and harmonious, and someone who has a sense of joy and fun and play and a good sense of humor. I like someone who is creative. And I say, and would that person think you are the perfect partner for them. Would that person say, oh, you are the perfect partner for me because I'm looking for someone who is like you. And almost invariably, the person says, no. No, I am not the person for that person. So the thing is, and that's a big eye-opener for them. So then they can start to see, oh, you know what? I need to be the love of my life. I need to be the love of my life. And what I'm telling you is you can be the love of your life. You can be the one who holds no grievances. You can be the one who is the bringer of peace. You can be the one who walks in a room and everybody goes, oh, thank God they're here. You can be that one. You have to decide that you would like to be the one. That you love. (laughs) You can decide that you are the love of your life. You don't have to wait another minute. Today is the day. So here's how you cultivate that. When you are in uh, an experience with someone that you've been holding on to a grievance with, you can train your mind to say, ah, this is my opportunity to go first. I am going to go first. I am going to be the love of my life. I am going to be the love in my life. Right here, right now. And then that's the moment where you say, I'm not interested in this grievance anymore. I am interested in the love. I choose love and love chooses me. And today is the day. This is the moment where the rubber meets the road. And I'm getting some traction in my life. I'm going to stop playing small right now. I am finding freedom in my heart. That is the only place where it is. It is an inside job. And today, I'm going to give the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. I don't have to figure out how to love this person. I only have to be willing. God, show me how to love this person. I'm willing. And according to your willingness, you will feel the love move through you. And you will have a healing. And you will be a loving presence in your life. And that other person, who knows what will happen with them? That's not our job. Our job is not to figure out how they're going to receive it or if they'll receive it 
or if they'll run away or be repulsed, that is not our job. It is not our job to be managing and coping with other people's feelings. Our responsibility is about cultivating the ability to respond to whatever is happening with love. That is our divine opportunity in every single moment. That's the miracle. And you are the miracle in your life. You are the love of your life. Do not abdicate your spiritual authority to anyone or anything else. <sighs> so while we go into the break here, I'm going to invite you to place your hand on your heart and start giving thanks. Count your blessings during the break. This is Jennifer Hadley, and we will be right back at Unity Online Radio. If you've ever wondered how a specific Bible verse might be interpreted metaphysically, then Interpret This is for you. In Interpret This, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley answers your questions about the Bible and how to apply its verses to your life with passion, depth, and spiritual insight. To submit a question or to enjoy any of his numerous metaphysical interpretations, visit unity.org and click on the Interpret This box. Looking for work is work, but it can also be extremely rewarding, and it doesn't have to be difficult. Judy Pilot invites you to tune into Help Wanted, making the most of your job search. For practical advice about how to look for work and create a consciousness of service and value that will help you put your best foot forward every step of the way. Get answers to your questions about resumes, cover letters, searching online, and prepping for interviews, and learn how to organize a successful search strategy. Join Judy every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central for Help Wanted, making the most of your job search. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with a community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day, in every way. Now, back to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk. So we're letting go of grievances today in order to find freedom in our heart and in our mind and remember that, oh my goodness, we're the love of our life. <laughs> I, I think that that is a remarkable thought, that each one of us can be the love of our life and stop looking outside of ourselves. One of the greatest moments in my life was really when I 
first started to say, I'm all in. I don't want to hold any part of myself back anymore. I am interested in being a loving presence in every relationship, and I am willing to step up to that responsibility. And I'm willing to give thanks for my opportunity to cultivate the ability to respond with love in every moment because I resisted it for a long time. For a, Remember how I was saying that we get the guidance, we get the insight and inspiration, and we hear it over and over and over again before we finally accept it sometimes? Well, for me, that's what I kept getting over and over and over again is you have to be all in. The spiritual insight and awakening that you are seeking requires you to be all in. So now what I would like to share with you too is it's not that I don't find myself having grievances. Every single day there's at least one moment when a thought comes into my mind that's kind of a complaint, a grievance, a judgment, at least once a day. Now, it used to be about every 10 seconds all day long. Every waking moment of my life was just an endless stream of judging, 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 holding on to grievances. And now I, I, I can notice that there are hours in between having a judgmental thought. And I notice, too, that there's a difference in the tonality of them. So it used to be that every single one of those litany of judgments and grievances, those opinions, was uh, mostly what I think of as very spicy, hot. You know, I really thought I was right and I really thought they were wrong. And now when the judgments and opinions come into my mind, it's uh, not very spicy. It's just a little like, oh, you know, they're not so. And then I I hear, I don't even get to the end of the thought before I think, really, really, Jennifer, is that that what you want to put your intention in? Is that where you want to invest your precious life? I don't think so. And I just, I, I, I mentally place it on the altar. I mentally give it to the Holy Spirit and I say, I'm not interested in this thought anymore. I'm only interested in the thoughts I think with God. I'm only interested in being a loving presence now. You know, and the thing is, is I used to think that to get to this place where I am now would take me many, many lifetimes of study. I thought I would have to be a a nun or some kind of ascetic and I'm not. What I did have to do is I had to decide that I would be willing on a moment-by-moment basis. So it is about cultivating the willingness. And you cultivate the willingness until you are always willing. Until you're always willing. So you don't have to start with always willing. You cultivate that. And the biggest challenge that we have is where we know that we have to let go of the grievance in order to recognize our divinity, in order to have the spiritual healing that we'd like, in order to have the physical healing that we'd like, in order to have the mental and emotional healing that we'd like. We know we have to let go of the grievances, and we just don't want to. We don't have any willingness. And we might have fake willingness. 
So we might be telling our friends and our loved ones that we forgive. But we know that we are not forgiving because we're holding on to the grievance. True forgiveness is releasing all grievances. All. All. So it's not easy. It is not easy. It's intensely challenging. It's intensely challenging. And there is no better use of our time and energy. It is the best investment. In Lesson 78, which is called Let Miracles Replace All Grievances, on page 139 in my book, it says, Perhaps it is not quite clear to you that each decision that you make is one between a grievance and a miracle. So that, I think, is really helpful to understand. So you can hold on to the grievances or you can have a miracle. Which would you choose? And you know what? Just start to become aware of where you would choose the grievance. Just start to choose that. To be aware of where you would hold on to the grievance. Where you would deny the miracle. Where you would actually rather make yourself feel sick and angry and hurt and resentful. And let me just say, this is so important to understand. It's not because you're spiritually stupid. It's not because you're a loser or a jerk that you're holding on to the grievances. It's simply that you value them. The mind is valuing them. The ego mind thought system values grievances above everything else. Because grievances are the means of separation. They are the means of placing that veil in the mind of separation. Every time we choose a a grievance, we're saying, I value separation more than I value unification. Grievances are the weapon. They are the tool to keep the separation in place. So we don't have to figure out what it is that we value about that particular grievance. This is what I mean by giving the Holy Spirit the heavy lifting. We don't have to become spiritual detectives and figure it all out. But we do have to be willing to let it go. Because the ego will say, wait, 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 before you let it go. No, you can't just let it go. No, first, you have to do the detective work. First, you have to gather all the evidence and understand where did this come from? How did this happen to me? I'm a victim. This thought came from somewhere. I need to know who to blame, who's responsible for it, so I can assign that blame. I need to know these details before I can let it go. That is just old BS, old belief system. The ego thought system will convince us that we need to know all that information before we can let it go, but we do not. Ernest Holmes, the founder of Science of Mind, said the only time that it takes to have a healing is the time that it takes to have a realization. How long does it take to have a realization? It doesn't take time, does it? It just takes willingness. You know why? Because the realization is the miracle. It is remembering our true identity. So if we're holding on to a grievance, 
we will forget our true identity. If we let go of a grievance, we will remember. It's really that simple. So that's why we gather like this. And that's how we let it go. Very simple. You have to be willing. You have to be willing. That's your only real first step. And what is the willingness for? It's the willingness to be the love that you are. It's the willingness to be the love that you are. So let miracles replace all grievances. Now, there is the thought, too, that some grievances are bigger than others. And you know why it seems like some grievances are bigger than others? It's because sometimes we can take one grievance, like, my family doesn't get me. And then on top of that, we build a mountain of grievances. And so it can be that something like my my sister... My sister stole my husband, all right? Now, that seems like a mother of a grievance, right? Doesn't that seem like, oh, my God, my sister stole my husband, right? Well, is that bigger than my brother stole my husband? No, just kidding. So, you know, we can think that that's so huge. And what it is is there are so many grievances that we pile on top of that. That's part of what makes it feel so huge. The other thing that makes it feel so huge is that most people get very, very attached to their spouse. And so there are thousands of attachments in that relationship with the sister, with the spouse. And so in order to let the grievance go, it's about unhooking them all. But the thing is, is you don't have to figure out how to unhook them all. You just have to be willing. To let the whole thing go. So please, let's take that into our prayer. Whatever the grievance is, to release the idea of big or small. And let's take a breath of gratitude here right now. I'm going to remind you too that you can be my daily prayer partner. I record a new prayer every day. And you can get all the details at jenniferhadley.com. And if you would like support... The kind of support that I offer in my Finding Freedom Spiritual Boot Camp class. Join us. We're starting now. It's the perfect time. All the details are at jenniferhadley.com. You can watch the videos and just, you'll know if it's right for you. You will absolutely know. So we take a breath of gratitude together, hand on our heart, and we're opening our minds and our heart to remember that our true identity is love. And there is no big or small in God. There is simply love healing us right now. So we're making a holy offering of any grievance we've ever had right now, giving it to the Holy Spirit and saying yes to love. We share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for your deep listening. Have a great week. I love you. I thank God for you.
Keep walking your talk and give the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. <laughs>